Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hi, how are you doing? Enjoying the morning so far? Enjoying the pies and the... The worship time was good this morning as well. Just to... It was so good to remind ourselves to come and um, come before Jesus and allow him to minister to us and to speak to us. Um, and, um, and as I was preparing the word for you this morning, um, we've been preparing it this week, the word. And, and as I was preparing it, the Lord was speaking to me and um, really ministered to me, actually, in my preparation of this word. And so I'm, I'm praying as well that, that, I, that God will minister to you as you hear the word that God's, God laid on my heart to bring to you. So this is the second of the teaching of the I am sayings. So last week we had Lakundo, like um, what we just said, the he, she brought on I am, uh, where Jesus said, I am the bread of life. <coughs> and this week I am going to talk to you about where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And whoever walks, um, whoever follows me will walk, uh, will not walk in darkness, but will have light and life. Amen. You see, when uh, we look at the book of Moses, um, you might know the story. When, you know when Moses went up to the mountain and there was that burning bush? And uh, Moses was like really drawn to this fire. This bush was burning, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like burning out. It was just on fire, but not burning out. And, um, and he talked with God there. And when he was talking to God, he said to God, God, what is your name? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And so when we look at John's gospel, we actually see Jesus describes himself as the I am. And so and when we look at John's gospels, there seven times does Jesus say, I am. So last week we had, I am the bread of life. This week, I am the light of the world. So I want us to read the full passage of John 8, verse 12 to 20, where he says that. So we'll read that together. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witnesses, your testimony is not valid. And Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am the one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your Father? Jesus says, you do not know me or my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. 
So here you've got the Pharisees, they're disputing who Jesus says he is. And it looks like on first reading that the Pharisees are like bringing a case against Jesus and saying, come on, you need to, sh- you need to like defend yourself. Who are you? Who's the witnesses that says that you are who you say you are? But when we look deeper into this passage, we actually see that actually it's Jesus that's revealing the hearts of the Pharisees here. Jesus came to bring light and everlasting life. And the light that he brings exposes evil. And everyone who does evil hates light. But whoever lives by the truth comes to light. And so Jesus is here illuminating something of what's going on in the Pharisees' heart. He's showing that actually the Pharisees are far from the Father. They're saying that God the Father is my Father. And yet Jesus is saying, but you don't actually know me. So how can you say that the Father is your Father when you don't know me? Because I am the Son of the Father. Surely if you know the Father, then you would know his Son. Imagine you have a relative that you, maybe you know really well, you grew up with that relative, you know them really, really well, and, and for some reason, you don't see them for a long, long time, and then you meet their child for the first time, and they say, I am the child of that relative that you knew really, really well, then instantly, in a moment, you're like, oh yes, I recognize you, I can see some familiarities, the way that you do that expression, the way you say that thing, it reminds me of my relative that I know really well and in an instant you believe what they say because you can see it you recognize something in them I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've met people and you're thinking do you know what they've never said to you that they're a Christian but there's something about them that makes you think I think they love the Lord I know they're a Christian or people have come up to you and said oh, there's something different about you. There's something that I recognize. And you're like, well, you know, and, and it works out. It turns out that you're a Christian and they're a Christian and they recognize something. There's something about having God as our father, be the children of God, that we recognize something in one another. And Jesus was exposing to the Pharisees that do they actually really know the father Because they don't even know that Jesus is the Son of God. They don't recognize it. It's a temptation for all of mankind to reject the light, to not want that in our own lives because we're we're hiding something. And so we reject the light. We're like, no, if the light is on us, then it will expose things that we don't want to have exposed. And we can be tempted, like the Pharisees in the story, to defend our darkness or cover up our darkness or by by putting Jesus on trial, shifting the blame. If Jesus said that he is who he says he is, if Jesus says that he loves me, then surely what's happening in my life wouldn't be happening right now. If Jesus is God and he says he loves me, why am I struggling? Surely, surely God, if God loves me, I wouldn't be going through what I'm going through now. And we put Jesus on trial and we said, Jesus, prove yourself that you love me. Prove yourself that you are the son of God. Make all this go away. Make everything right. We want Jesus to prove himself by making us more light, by making us more successful, by giving us what we want. So 
So we are putting Jesus on trial and saying, prove you're worthy to be the Lord of my life by giving me what I want. But what we're actually doing, we're actually exposing that we don't know who the Father is. We don't know the Father. We've not got a relationship with the Father. And that we actually are walking in darkness. Isaiah wrote about walking in darkness. In Isaiah 9, in verse 2, he says this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light is dawn. So centuries before Jesus walked the earth, Isaiah prophesies of this promise of a light that's going to come, that bring light, that's going to help those that are walking in darkness, and they're going to see this light. This light has come. There's a promise that, that no longer do we have to live in spiritual ignorance of not knowing who God is and being separated from a relationship with God, but this light will come and we'll see that we can have this amazing and wonderful relationship with our Heavenly Father. Jesus quotes this passage in Isaiah. Um, in Matthew, Matthew talks about this in his gospel. And Jesus quotes it. It's in Matthew 4, verse 16, Jesus says. And it's right at the beginning of his ministry. Jesus says, The people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light is dawn. And after quoting Isaiah, it says that Jesus went from that time on to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus went to proclaim and demonstrate that the kingdom of God has come. He was fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah that one day we will no longer have to walk in darkness because a light has dawned. When we seek out Jesus in our most darkest moments, he will remind us that he is there with us. Thank you, Esther, for being faithful and bringing that prophetic word that you brought to encourage us and to inspire us, that, that she was talking about how in her moment of just hearing God driving along and hearing the song of be still and know that I am God and hearing those words helped her to see Jesus' face. And Jesus spoke to her and encouraged her and said to her, remember the goodness of God. Remember the goodness of God. No, today we can remember the goodness of God. And when we remember the goodness of God, we see the light. We see all the things that he's doing in our lives. He reveals to us who he is. And I especially love the bit when Esther says that, you know, when we're in the presence of God, we can know if we are doing his will. We can know that the things that we're doing is it still keep remain, helping us to remain in his presence. Because if it isn't, then I don't want to do it. And this is what Jesus has done. He is helping us to know how do we remain in his presence. We don't have to walk in darkness anymore. Jesus says, I am the great light. Imagine this, if you will. You are facing Jesus 
and everything that um, between you and Jesus is absolutely illuminated. You can see everything. You can see all the obstacles. You can, you can see everything that you, that's in your way and you know you can walk around the obstacles or step over them. Imagine Jesus holding out his hand and saying, I'll help you over this one. I'll help you through this situation. And, and you can see because it's so bright, you can see ahead and you know there is a hope of a future. You know that this is not going to last because you see it all. Because in his presence, he illuminates everything. Imagine for a moment that you, that if you, that in that place that you turn your face away from Jesus. And it could only, it could be something small. It could be something insignificant. But you gradually turn your face away and, and the Jesus is behind you and the light is behind you. And there's massive shadow that's cast because the light is behind you. And you're walking this way and you can't actually see because the shadow is there and there are obstacles in the way. And you're falling and you're stumbling and it's dark and you can't see that Jesus is still handing his out out to help you, to pull you through in the situation. But you can't see that because it's dark. We've turned our face from God. You know, in any and every situation, we have a choice to turn our face back to Jesus. And so that he can light the way up for us. You know, one of the things that God was really speaking to me about as I was preparing this and just going through some difficult things and having to like just say to God, God, I just don't really know what to do about this. This is really difficult. This is really painful. And in those moments, Jesus, Jesus showed me his presence. And in his presence, I felt peace that overwhelmed my heart. And I knew, you know what, God, I trust you in this. It is really difficult, but you can show me a way through. You can give me the strength to get through. You know, we can find ourselves in darkness when we are looking to live our lives separate from God. Not having a desire to know him deeply. Not walking in a right relationship with God. And this is called sin. The consequences of sin cast a huge shadow over our lives, leading to hopelessness, shame, and guilt. We can sometimes find ourselves in darkness without even realizing it. It's like we shift our gaze from Jesus a little bit at a time until we realize we can't see him anymore. You know, a really good question we can ask ourselves regularly is, is what I'm doing or about to do or what I'm going to say, does it make me feel intimate with God or distant in some way? Do I have peace or not? The Jesus in you will always choose to turn towards the light over darkness. You will be able to discern how to make the right choices when you ask yourself, does this bring me closer to him? Or does that, this actually move me further away from him? Maybe you were faced with decisions today. Maybe you had made a decision yesterday. You know, it doesn't matter when or whatever the timing of anything is. Jesus is always there waiting with his arms out towards you waiting for you to turn to him and say, Jesus, right now I need you. 
Right now, Lord Jesus, I need to fix my face upon you. Right now, I need your light in this situation. Whatever you choose, whenever you choose it, it's never too late. Whatever the challenges we face, whether it is struggling to live in a right relationship with God, struggling with our financial situation and not knowing what's going to happen in the future, whether it's trying to get through a crisis, whether it's personal health issues or relationship conflicts, whether it's internal doubts or fears, whether it's addictions, greed, unhealthy attachments, Jesus is the light and life and is powerful enough to break through our darkness and take our hand in any and every situation. Do you think you can believe that and trust God for that, for your own life? You know, God sometimes put, well, not sometimes, I think God always puts people around us that can help us as well to draw closer and be more intimate with Jesus. In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You know, today we can arise and shine by receiving Jesus, no matter who we are or what we have done. We can turn our face towards him and, and he will shine upon us with love and grace and forgiveness. He makes us clean. He gives us hope. He gives us life. In John 1, it says that Jesus is the light it says that Jesus was, was, uh, was there right before the all of creation. And all of creation was because of him. He created all things for him, through him, and by him. And it was in the Garden of Eden that mankind turned against the light by rebelling against God's plan and purpose. They wanted to find their own path, to, to walk in the path that they had chosen for themselves. And, and they hid from God because they were ashamed. They didn't want the light to expose what they had done. And then from ages and ages through mankind, all of history, mankind have turned their back on the light because they wanted to walk their own path, only to find that they're walking in darkness stumbling and struggling and not even understanding why things are so difficult and hard. Have you ever noticed that some of our longings are shaped by what the world tells us? You know, the world tells us that you're not good enough and you need to try better. The world tells us that we need to be clever so that we can be successful, so that so people will accept us. And so we, so we try to get the right education or we try to be cleverer in some way. The world tells us that you need to be beautiful to be happy and fulfilled. And, and so we do all these different things to try and find that fulfillment in, in what, it look, what we look like. And we have to look a certain way. To have stuff, to have means that we have status and acceptability. Our lives will be so much easier. So we end up working really hard and then we don't have time for anything and we never really have a life, even though we have so much stuff. The world is constantly telling us that we need to be better. We need to do better. 
that we aren't good enough, that we aren't acceptable. But when we face the light of life, when we face Jesus, he tells us, you are accepted. I accept you. He tells you that you are chosen, that you are a royal priest and a holy nation, and I have a plan and a purpose for you, and I want to prosper you and not harm you. When we turn our face towards Jesus, our longings and desires gradually stop being shaped by the opinions of the world to be better and do better and increasingly shaped by the one who created us and accepts us and calls us his royal sons and daughters. I want to face the light of Jesus. I want to know that life in all its fullness. I want to know that contentment of being in Jesus. I don't have to prove myself like the world is constantly trying to get me to do. I can just have a deep and loving relationship with Jesus and no fulfillment in that. You know, God has put um, giftings and abilities in each and every one of you. And he wants to use that gifting and ability. He wants to shine in you. He wants to live in you. The Jesus in you wants to shine out. And use the giftings and abilities to go into the dark places of this world. To bring light into people's lives. To bring hope into dark places. Because when we receive Jesus, we too become that light. Um, I want to share a couple of stories. Um, I've got three stories here, just kind of stories. Of, like, of instances where like, God used me to bring light into dark situations. I once I met... Um, I met somebody and I shared this picture with them and God just gave me this picture and it was a picture of someone in who was really, really distressed. But they didn't need to be distressed because there was hope and I shared this picture with this person and I saw them a week later and they said to me, you know that picture that you showed me, told me, um, it's been really speaking to me and, um, and it's really made me feel like hopeful and so I said to her, well, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And she said, no, not really. And so I led her in a prayer and introduced her to Jesus, and she, and she received Jesus into her life. I also had um, a Muslim friend who I used to come visit. Sometimes she was struggling. She was finding some things difficult. And so I'd go and visit her occasionally to see how she was doing. And um, sometimes I would pray with her. I never actually talked to her about Jesus or my faith or anything like that. But I just prayed with her and I always prayed in Jesus' name and all of that. And, um, and there was one time the daughters said to me, I was in the kitchen while, um, while she, um, with the daughters for some reason, I can't remember. And the daughter said to me, um, I don't know what it, what it is that you do, but whenever you've been to visit my mum, She's different. She's so much different. She says, your visits are doing her the world of good. There was this couple that um, I'd go and see sometimes because I was doing debt coaching with them. And um, they weren't Christians. And I knew that I was a Christian. And um, at the end of my session with them, I would just say, would you like me to pray? Because um, 
Um, I quite often say that to people if I felt compelled to do it. And they were like, yeah, yeah. So I'd pray and they didn't say anything. It was silent. And then I'd go away and then I'd come back and I'd ask them for something to pray again. And they'd be like, yeah, praise. And they didn't say anything. It was silent. And then the next time I started feeling a bit awkward, I was like, I don't want to be forcing my faith on them. They're not even saying, they're just like really, really quiet. So I said to them, so, you know, every time I ask you them, if you want me to pray for you, you always say yes. But I just want you to know that you can say no. I won't be offended if you want to say no. And it won't affect my relationship if you don't want me to pray for you. And their face just lit up and said, no, because whenever you pray, something happens. And we always think, when, you know, what's gonna, what new or something different is going to happen after you've prayed? And I had no idea. You know, and those are like, um, this, these are ways that God uses me in different situations. And God will use you in different situations. Don't underestimate the light that you bring into people's lives when you go into p- those situations. Don't underestimate You may never get to pray for somebody. You may never even get the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. But you may be able to encourage them. You may be able to bring some kind of kindness into their life. And they will experience the light and life of Jesus who lives in you. I want us to end with um, just coming back to God and just worshipping him. Can the guys come up? Is that all right? You know, if you have found yourself and you're feeling like there's some shadows in your situation and you're thinking, do you know what? I've not turned to God in this. Maybe now's the time for you to just turn your face to God and say, God, I just need hope in this situation. I need you to shine a light on this situation. I need to see the way through. I need to see how I can get around some of these obstacles. Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to just speak to you and minister to you as we worship this song. But just remember that that Jesus is the light of the world and that when we follow him, that we don't have to walk in darkness, but we have light and life. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing promise that we have when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So why don't you... Take a stand now to your feet so that you can just respond to God. Just respond to God in your own way. And maybe there's nothing you want to say to God right now. But maybe there is something that the Holy Spirit just wants to just help you to find Jesus, to see him, the light and life of your life this morning.